Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Today, we're going to talk about what do you do when you don't feel pretty? What do you do when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see? And if you're like me, there are plenty of moments when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. You pinch, you pull, and pick at yourself apart, and you think of all the ways that you're not perfect or that you don't measure up. Maybe you seek to be smaller and take up less space physically. That's my story. Maybe you want to be more athletic and have more muscles that show, or as it's called in the health and fitness industry, being toned. Maybe you want a clearer face, less marred by scars and lines and wrinkles. Perhaps you seek to be more curvaceous and have a a bigger chest or a bigger booty or more hips. And I'm not talking about even just the cosmetic stuff, but maybe you look at the mirror and you don't like what you see inside either. But for today, we're going to talk about the outside. We'll get to the inside in just a few minutes because you know I can't help it. (laughs) Cannot help it. It may be that you can rip yourself apart from head to toe and it gives you a strange sense of comfort and security. It's easy to stay stuck in a critical space than it is to take a step outside of that, out of your comfort zone, and change the way you see yourself. It is so much easier to continue patterns of feeling like a failure, feeling like this will always be this way, than to imagine that it could be different. That is so much harder. And I'm not talking about starting a new diet or exercise routine, but rather taking a deeper look at why you don't like what you see. Where did it all start for you? Was it a comment that someone made about your body when you were younger that just refuses to leave your mind? I have a couple of those. I had an aunt tell me when I was 12 years old that I shouldn't wear shorts because I had spider veins. I was 12. And 30 plus years later, not 30 plus years later, 20 plus years later, I know how old I am. I still remember that comment. And I still remember how it made me feel. I also had another aunt tell me when I was like maybe five years old, when we were sitting around a big table and she looks over at my plate and there's a big pile of ketchup because man, did I love me some ketchup. I love ketchup. I love it. But she felt the need to call out in front of everyone, God, Kimmy, why are you eating so much ketchup? And everybody laughed and I sunk down in my seat feeling shame because I just loved ketchup. I just wanted to eat ketchup. And I tell you what, that has carried over so much into 
anytime I have a lot of food on my plate, feeling like, God, Kim, why are you eating so much? And that has taken years to get over. But maybe you have stories like that. Maybe you can resonate with that and you can think in your mind of stories that also have taken you and made you trapped in this mindset of shame. That your body is something that you should feel bad about, not proud of. I think that we learn early on what ideals of bodies should be, that they're sexy, strong, beautiful, and attractive. And it starts with Barbie dolls, right? It starts with Barbie dolls, and it moves its way up to the covers of magazines where airbrushed women parade half naked and were given tips and tricks to look just like them. You can look like this too. It's not okay for you to look like you. I swear, if you go to the grocery store and you look at all the magazines, all of them have tips and tricks to lose weight, to look better naked. And that just pervasive language and the visualization of these other women keeps us trapped in these cycles. And it's not for lack of trying. Man, you try. You try so hard, friend. You try diets, you hire personal trainers, you take pills and follow programs and eat powdered food and bars and supplements. You try it all and yet the voices in your mind and the stories replay on a loop. Even if you do see progress, and I put progress in quotes here, you can't see but they're air quotes. (laughs) And even if you do manage to will your body to lose those five pounds, it always comes back as 10. You struggle in silence and cannot fathom the idea of accepting what you see in front of you. So you stay stuck in this pattern of dieting and of self-hate, of distraction and busyness, so you don't have to think about it. You don't have to feel it. You put others first so that you can feel good about yourself and assuage some of the shame that you feel over loathing your body. And it's easy. It's easier to hide there and to stay stuck there. And you may not even be aware of it. The pain may be so deep for you that it it lives in your subconscious, but it affects you consciously, even though you're not aware of it. And that's the danger of hiding. That's the danger of not being seen. Because then it breaks through when you least expect it. And then you aren't sure what to do with the emotions. So maybe you you eat to quiet those feelings. You run or you shop or you schedule yourself. Or maybe you declutter things. You find ways to quiet those feelings because they're so foreign. So what do you do? What do you do when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see? If dieting isn't the answer, if staying stuck in these patterns is not the answer, what what is? So I've broken it down into six steps. Here's my attempt at strawberries, right? Six steps to move from that place of loathing into a place of loving. And loving is the end goal here, folks. That's like the mecca of this, okay? That self-love and body love are like ultimate goals, not the reality right now. And I just want to give you permission to just like take a breath 
and just release that need to have self-love right now because you don't. There are steps that come before that and we're going to go over those right now. So the first one is to become aware of and identify where the hate, shame, or guilt comes from. When did it start? Can you identify the sources that brought these feelings into your consciousness? I didn't, I didn't even know I had spider veins when I was 12. I didn't know what those were. I had to ask my mom what they were. I had no idea. And now I'm well aware of them. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to eat mountains of ketchup because I just loved it. So I don't know. It's, it's important to identify these sources of the messages that we latch onto. And I think I've asked on either Facebook or Instagram before if women had sources of their body shame. And I was shocked by the vulnerability that these women exhibited by sharing where some of their stories come from, especially for moms, moms who love us more than anyone and have all of the good intentions in the world, but they say stuff. They say stuff sometimes and it doesn't make them a bad person, but you took their message and it shapes how you feel about yourself today. And if you're not aware of it, and if you can't identify it, you cannot work to let it go. Which goes into step two, which is recognize that these outside sources do not matter. And that their comments come from their own insecurities and self-esteem issues. Honey, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. People, people are funny. Hurt people hurt people. It's just what they do. And so maybe your mom from her own sense of self, self insecurity and and struggles with self-esteem, maybe she said something to you and passed that on to you. I know my mom did. My aunts did. Passing on these messages about our bodies based in their own insecurities. And if the messages that you hear in your head do not serve you, If they don't build you up or benefit you, then let it go. Let it go. It is not helping you. Third, you have to let go of caring what other people think. This is a big one, is it not? We wonder what other people are thinking about us. We think that everybody is talking about us. This is actually a a psychological theory called the imaginary audience. This idea that people are always looking at us. People are always having thoughts about us. People are always judging us. And we think that so that when we step out in a bathing suit, we immediately think, what are people thinking? Do they see my cellulite? Do they think it's gross? Are they grossed out? They're probably grossed out. I should probably put a cover up back on. But friends, it doesn't matter. People are not looking at you. People are not thinking about you. And you don't know what people are thinking. If you're a mind reader, you're the exception to the rule. But for the vast majority of us, we have no idea what's inside someone's head. And it doesn't matter anyways. That's the beauty of it. Your thoughts and opinions are the only ones that matter. Not your partners, not your friends, not your coworkers, not strangers. Let it Go. The only source of validation that you need is yourself. 
So if you're thinking that they don't like your cellulite and that makes you uncomfortable with your cellulite, you got to change that message. You got to change it. And you have to let go of what other people are thinking. Stop comparing. Stop worrying about what other people are thinking. And this is really, there's no like secret sauce to this. It's kind of one of those things that you just have to stop doing. (laughs) I hate to tell you that. I wish there was a way to like ease yourself into it. But really, you kind of just have to stop caring what other people think. It's a choice that you make moment by moment. And you just move forward with it. Number four is acceptance. You accept what you see. Allow yourself a break from the hating, the shaming, and the trying to change it. Take a breath and just let it be. You cannot make sustainable changes in an instant. So let it be okay for you to look the way you look. And this is a hard one, okay? This, I just want to let you know that this one is tough. That looking in the mirror and just letting it be what it is, is challenging. And it may take some time. It may take some practice of looking at it and just letting it be. But when you accept your body, and I'm not saying accept with resignation either of like, I give up, I'm just going to let it all go. No, no. Accept as a place of beginning. Acceptance is the doorway to everything that you want. If you don't accept something, there's no way that you can move forward. You must start with where you're at. You can't begin somewhere else. You have to begin here. And once you accept, you move into appreciation. For example, instead of hating on your stomach, maybe you appreciate it for housing such precious organs and doing the hard work of digesting all your food. Maybe instead of focusing on your jiggly arms like I sometimes do, you appreciate all the things that they can do, like hugs, shaking hands, comforting others, clapping, holding people or babies or animals. Carrying heavy burdens, lifting things. They do so much. And when you start to replace your negative thoughts with accepting and appreciating ones, it changes everything. There's a shift that begins to happen. Your mind is so incredibly powerful. You don't even know. If you even knew how, how powerful your mind was, you would never allow yourself to have another negative thought. Ever. Because you have this ability to make changes in your life and it's hard and it's, it's new and it's uncomfortable and it feels safer to stay stuck. But friends, you can get to a place where you look in the mirror and you accept and you appreciate what you see. When you appreciate something, and this is number six, you value it. And when you value something, you invest in it. And you watch your investment grow. And with that growth comes rewards and payouts that bring fulfillment. And it's at this place of fulfillment that you will find the rewards of peace, joy, and self-love that you are longing for. And if you don't have it now, you won't have it X number of pounds from now. I promise you that. If you think, but Kim, if I just lost 20 pounds, I could love myself. Friend, 
if you've got these swirling messages, whether it's in your subconscious or your conscious awareness, you will not love yourself 20 pounds from now. You won't. This is the work that has to come first because it's only then in a place of self-love that you can start to actually do the other work. Then you can start looking at getting healthy and eating healthier foods, making those changes. You can look at maybe exercising and starting to, to work out in ways that feels good for your body. But you have to start here. It starts with removing negative messages and accepting what you're working with. If you're constantly trying to change something that you don't appreciate, you will not be able to make the long-term investments in it. And you are worth the investment. You are worth the time and energy that it takes. You are worth so much more than diets and pills and powders. And it's here that you can slowly begin to break this cycle and start to silence the voices and the stories in your mind. They may pop up every now and then, but they don't rule the roost. You can cultivate appreciation for your body and learn to invest in yourself and find the freedom from shame that you can come out of hiding and take up space in your own life. That you can get rid of negativity and replace it with appreciation. And when you start to do that, well, you should see the hand motions that are happening right now. (laughs) Here we go. When you start to do that and you see how powerful you can be in your own life, it spreads to other people. It's amazing. Because when you start to extend grace and acceptance to yourself, you do so for others. And suddenly your judgment of other people starts to go quiet. Your criticism of other people starts to go quiet because you're extending grace that comes from yourself to other people instead of trying to manifest this grace and compassion for people out here when you're so hurting on the inside. Friend, you have no idea how powerful you are. You have no idea that when you make that switch from hate to compassion and appreciation that others will see it and that others will benefit from it. So if you're thinking like, I am a people pleaser, I love to help other people, it starts with helping yourself. You have to start here. You can't help and fix other people if you haven't done the work, friend. It's like trying to pour out of an empty teapot. You're trying to pour into people's lives, but it's hurting you because you haven't done this work. And you can do this. I believe in you. I believe that you have everything that you need inside of you to learn to accept, to appreciate, to value, to invest and grow and find fulfillment from the rewards that come from your investment. You can do this, friend. I believe in you. If you need more support, if you want to talk to somebody, or if you just want to be in a community of like-minded people who are striving for this same thing, come on over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. KimLudeman.com will get you there. 
It is a place for you to come and share thoughts about podcasts, about blog posts, about things that you're wrestling with, things that you want to celebrate. Come and share with us and let us walk with you. That's what it's all about. We don't grow in isolation. We only grow in community. And friend, I cannot wait to see you rise up and to take up space as you learn to appreciate all that makes you, you.